Hello and welcome to the Bipolar Feminist Podcast. This is your host, Nikita Ramkisun, and today we're talking about the mental load and cognitive labor. This is the last episode in the first season. There's no trigger warning, but today, woman, you might find yourself being unreasonably upset by the topic and want to run to the hills, leaving the men in your life to pick up after themselves. Let me tell you about my home. Mine is a progressive and feminist household. I grew up in one. My father understands that he wasn't babysitting us. He was parenting. My parents split the chores pretty evenly, and so do my husband and myself. We're a team, as are my parents. But there's still one person who ends up doing most of the thinking work, also known as the mental load, and that always falls to my mother, and now to me. The mental load, or cognitive labor, are terms for the invisible labor involved in managing a household and family, which typically falls on women's shoulders. The mental load is not the physical tasks, but rather the overseeing of these tasks and how they get done, when, the costs involved, and everything that surrounds them. It's worry work, so to speak, having a never-ending to-do list constantly running in your head, remembering what needs to get done and when, delegating all the tasks to respective family members, and making sure they actually get done, and, eventually, doing it all yourself anyway, when they inevitably get done incorrectly or don't get done at all. In 2017, a French cartoonist by the name of Emma gave form to the concept in her cartoon, You Should Have Asked. Women described seeing Emma's cartoon as a light bulb moment, which gave them the language to explain the constant nagging associated with running a household. The mental load is a particularly exhausting type of labor that's distinct from the tangible physical chores like cooking, cleaning, sapping time and energy, and typically taken for granted. In other words, Women don't even get acknowledged for doing this work. Earlier on in the season, we spoke about the unpaid labor that women perform that is essential for society to run, and this is part of that unpaid labor, and it has a wide-ranging effect on how women operate in society. There's really little research on the mental load in South Africa, but research in the US has shown that the mental load is linked to strains on women's well-being, especially mothers, and lower relationship satisfaction. Nearly 90% of mothers in committed partnerships say that they feel solely responsible for organizing the family's schedules and the burden left them feeling overwhelmed, exhausted, and unable to make space for their own self-care. Another report found that 72% of working mothers feel it's their job to stay on top of their children's schedules, and 52% are facing burnout from the weight of these responsibilities. Invisible labor and the mental gymnastics associated with it can be a heavy burden that saps energy. The reality is that mothers are disproportionately carrying the burden and recognizing it might help us understand why many moms are feeling burnt out. Capitalism has demanded that women enter the workforce, but the patriarchal structures ensure that even though women may be equally qualified and experienced, they are paid less, and the same structures insist that gender roles in the home remain the same as they were before the Industrial Revolution. The mental load is unlike any other form of housework because it has no clear boundaries in terms of time, energy, and scope. Studies have long shown that women perform more housework than men, even when they earn more money, and even in equal societies. Women are still performing the bulk of the housework, but at least these activities can be measured in discrete times. However, the mental load is distinct from other types of chores in that it's invisible and enduring. It never ends, 
and the to-do list just gets longer and longer and longer as time goes by. Picture this, you come home from work and you load the washing machine and see that the bottle you've asked your partner to take out the dishwasher is there for you to use for the baby. But he's left everything else in the dishwasher and you have to empty it. And then you realize one of the plates is chipped, so you make a mental note to replace it. And while closing the cupboards, you see the fridge door slightly ajar, and then you spot that there's an empty jar of mayonnaise on the shelf. You toss it out to see that there are other things that are running low that you put on the shopping list. And when you finally put your feet up and enjoy a cup of tea, you see towels still on the washing line from last night that your partner said he would put away. You take them down and your tea is now cold. And going to warm it up, you spot that the kids' toys are under the dining room table. By the time that's cleaned up, it's time to cook dinner and your partner eats and leaves the table because he's had such a long day. When all is done and you lay tired in bed, he says, Oh, you should have asked me. I would have helped. I'm certain so many women are nodding right now. From a young age, girls are taught to be super attentive to these things by watching our mothers and being part of the process of homemaking. Women's antennas seem to be constantly up and looking for the cup that's been left on the coffee table or the rogue Lego piece under the couch. Whereas men are often very happy to help once their partner has alerted them to the issue and they might have gotten to it eventually on their own. Women were constantly getting there first and either doing it themselves or saying, hey, this is the thing you need to handle. Are you thinking about it? No, men just don't. I am reminded of a tweet a few years ago when a woman said about moving out of her apartment after three years. Her husband said to her, can you believe the soap dispenser in the sink never ran out of soap? That kind of so-called invisible work is not actually invisible. It's work that's ignored. It's not really a mystery as to why it's ignored. It's because the work is seen as a woman's burden. It is ingrained in us, whereas men are only really taught to worry about their immediate concerns. Even when men do unpaid work, like housework and childcare, they still depend on women to tell them what to do, when, and how. If a man is going shopping, he requires a list, sometimes with exact brand names and sizes. There have been memes all over social media showing men with shopping lists that include pictures of the products they need. The woman will be the one who looks in her fridge, their pantry, thinks about what they're missing, what they will need in the next week or so, and makes a list. The man goes to the shops, often even calling their partner if he can't find an item to get her to guide him. And often, even when a woman follows all these steps, something goes wrong like, I couldn't find it, or, oh, I forgot. And it never ends. This work is hard to measure because it's invisible and performed internally. In 2019, a doctoral candidate at Harvard University found that while most participants in her study on cognitive household labor realized that women were doing the lion's share, this wasn't yet a normalized form of work. In the study, she found that men referred to their partners using terms such as project manager or said that they were keeping track of more. In fact, she identified four clear stages of mental work related to household responsibilities. Anticipating needs, identifying options, deciding among the options, and then monitoring the results. Women did more in all four stages, her research showed. While parents often make decisions together, mothers did more of the anticipation, planning, and research. In other words, men were informed when it came to decisions, but women put in the legwork around these decisions. This hidden work has various impacts. We know for existence that women are far more likely than men to worry about childcare, even when they are not with their children. It also causes additional stress because it's always present, even when you should be concentrating on other things. 
While many men say they do their fair share, they only need to look at the pandemic statistics to see how unequal the burden has been on women. The intensity of the mental load was exacerbated as mothers became teachers, playmates, and psychologists overnight, all while concerned about the family's health, their jobs, an impending global recession, and fears that their children's learning will be scarred by remote learning, among many other concerns. Despite no indication pre-pandemic that women wished to leave the workforce due to stress, more women, especially mothers and black women, reported feeling more exhausted, burnt out, and under pressure than men are under the pandemic, according to the 2020 Women in the Workplace research. In the McKinsey report, employees everywhere reported myriad pandemic-related challenges, from lack of advancement opportunities and stalled growth, to loss of connectivity and belonging with colleagues, all on top of serious physical and mental health concerns. But women in emerging economies were struggling even more, reporting greater challenges and feeling them more acutely than workers in developed countries. Millions more women lost jobs during the height of the COVID-19 crisis, and these jobs were mostly not regained. And some research reports say that these jobs were given to young men on return of in-person work. This is over and above non-pandemic demands because women are overstretched at home. It means many feel they cannot physically or mentally put in the hours demanded by many workplaces, so the gender pay gap continues to widen. Women make up the majority of part-time workers, for instance, and in turn are less likely to get pay raises or promotions after having children, making it even harder to pursue top jobs. Many leave the workforce altogether. Women adopt the mental load in part because we've been socialized that way. Our mothers and grandmothers did it, so we do it. But it's also because we anticipate that the blame for any family or domestic failure will fall at our feet. On a societal level, we need to reframe some very deep-seated beliefs about what gendered roles really are. We also need to consider the structural factors that are inhibiting the lack of workplace flexibility, like breadwinning norms for men, and an ideal worker culture that pushes men to the labor force and keeps them out of the home. Policy could help too. Research shows that men who take paternity leave do more childcare later, and when men share the load at home, women are far more productive within society. And this is why we need to share the mental load. Thank you for listening. Again, this is your host, Nikita Rankisun, and I would like to thank my patrons for making this podcast possible. You can support me by signing up to The Bipolar Feminist on Patreon and following me on Instagram at thebipolarfeminist underscore. As this is the last episode of the season, I will see you in two weeks for season two. Remember to smash the patriarchy every day.